Welcome back to Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. I am Andy and I am your host. All right, right off the top here, I want to get started by saying you can check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes. You'll see our page there. Um, We're available for streaming on any of your podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. So we're out there in a lot of different places. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Ticket Stubs and Cassette Tapes, where right now I'm only doing gaming. I've played a couple of Ghostbusters games, including um, Ghostbusters the Video Game Remastered, and I've done a couple of streams of Spirits Unleashed, as well as that we have uh, Ecto-1 Radio that comes out every other Sunday on the YouTube channel, as well as the podcast. So just a few different things for you to check out there. Please go check us out wherever you listen. Give us a subscribe. Give us a follow. It'd be much appreciated. But um, just right off the top there, wanted to get that out of the way. All right, today we're talking a little... Let me remove my headphones here. We're talking a little movie news, movie updates... Uh, specifically one movie, and then we're going to get into a topic today, sort of another topic podcast. One that has, it's, it's a topic that's been on my mind quite a bit here recently. Um, and it's, it's just something that's not, there's not a lot of news about it right now. There was six months ago when it came out, but We'll we'll get into. It. I'm going to talk a little Halloween. Um, that's sort of what I'm getting at here. But first, I want to talk about a little movie news. Um, I want to give an update on a movie that is pretty highly anticipated, and that movie is Beetlejuice Two. Now, Michael Keaton is sort of on a hot streak right now. You know, he in the past few years, I mean, he's done. Uh, you know, he's he's been in the Spider-Man movie. He was a big hit there as the villain. Very good villain in that movie. Um, I, I was very pleasantly surprised. Um, not, not surprised in his ability to play that kind of character, but I was surprised how well that, that character was written in the movie. Um, even though it, it's not my favorite iteration of Spider-Man, I've talked about that before, I really loved his villain in that movie and the character that he played and and how he played him. And so, you know, he he was very popular there. I know he's had some other stuff come out like Birdman and things like that. But now, right now, he's so popular because, obviously, spoiler alert if you don't know anything about the Flash movie, he's returning to 
his Batman character in the Flash movie. And it's interesting when you watch the marketing for the Flash, it seems to be really heavily focused on his Batman. And there's a reason for that. They know that people are excited to see Michael Keaton back. I mean, it's been talked about for years. Can we get Michael Keaton back one more time for Batman? And it's a really cool way to do it, I think. I I think, personally, myself, I would almost prefer him to just be given his own movie. But And and they might do it after this, this movie, the Flash movie, if it's successful, which I'm sure it will be. Um, but we'll, we'll see. I I think I would rather have him in a, another solo project, but, um, seeing him again as Batman in any form is going to be really cool. So, you know, but he, he's riding high right now. He's very popular. Um, you know, people are looking back at roles he's played. And one of those roles is Beetlejuice, you know, obviously Beetlejuice, the, the 1988, movie uh directed by tim burton this was a big movie for michael keaton because it's a very unique character that he played it's a very unique story of course it's a tim burton movie um and when it comes to tim burton i'm sort of on the fence about a lot of his stuff i think you know i kind of like his weird style of movie making and his you know, just weird creativity and and his weird mind, you know, if we're being honest, whether it be his, you know, his like claymation animated films, whatever, or if it's, you know, live action, um, he just makes some really odd movies. Um, I think he directed the, the Dumbo live action movie. I believe that's right. And I don't remember that doing very well. I, I don't believe, um, but I know, like, you know, especially if you look at movies like uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is just a staple uh, every year that people watch around Halloween or Christmas. You know, the movies like that he's made, or Beetlejuice, that's just been incredibly popular, or the first Batman movie, you know, has has just been always been a, a staple, you know, on his career. So when it comes to Tim Burton movies, like I said, I'm always kind of on the fence about watching them because some of them I watch and I'm just not as interested in and others are really good. So it's kind of a weird on the fence kind of thing. But with this movie, with Beetlejuice 2, I'm very interested and very excited for this because I do like the original Beetlejuice. I think it's a, a super creative story. I think that it's... It looks good as a movie. I've always liked movies that, you know, have kind of fun, creative looks to them. I think nowadays with CGI, we make some attempts like Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, 3 or Ant-Man 3, whatever. I think we make some attempts to be really creative in our set design. But it's not really set design, it's just CGI. And, and, you know, for a lot of people, including me, that tends to sort of pull you out of the movie quite a bit. Um, but I I just, I really enjoy that first Beetlejuice movie, as I know so many people do, because of the creativity in it and because of Michael Keaton and, you know, some of the other characters. I know Catherine O'Hara, um, 
was a really big character in that movie. Obviously, Winona Ryder. Um, so, you know, it, is this a sequel that we necessarily needed? No, but it's one that I think can be well made if it's, you know, if there's a good story in mind. If they're not going into it from just the point of view of let's just make a sequel, you know. But we do have some news here regarding Beetlejuice 2. We've actually had a couple of uh, bits of news come out in the past few days. I'm going to read this article here, uh, just a few quotes from the Hollywood Reporter article um, that came out yesterday or two days ago, I guess, as you're listening. Uh, An article entitled Beetlejuice 2, Monica Bellucci joins... uh, Jenna Ortega and Michael Keaton. Um, So this is just a bit of of casting news. Monica Bellucci currently on screen in the comedy uh, Mafia Mama is in negotiations to join the cast of boldface names in Beetlejuice 2. Warner Brothers is in full-on casting mode as the feature goes before cameras this month. So it's going to start filming this month with Tim Burton, who directed the original movie that was released in 1988 back in the director's chair. Jenna Ortega is leading the cast with Michael Keaton reprising his role as the obnoxious ghost. Winona Ryder is also back playing Ortega's mother. Catherine O'Hara is also among the returnees while Justin Thoreau is a newcomer to the proceedings. There's a little bit more news that we've gotten for this um, regarding Monica Bellucci's character. Um, Mild spoiler alert here. Look, if they're telling us something like this this early on guys i don't really regard it as a spoiler it's i'm it's probably going to be in the very first teaser trailer that they drop for this thing but it has been announced that monica bellucci is going to be playing beetlejuice's wife so kind of an interesting dynamic there you know just something that is um a creative addition to what we saw in the first movie Now, like I said, I really, really hope that there's a story in mind here, and this is not just going in, let's just make another one for the sake of making another one. But to be honest, I mean, as creative as Tim Burton is, you know, I'm going to say they've got a a pretty decent story in mind, and, and I think this has a real chance to be a pretty good movie. It has a, a chance to be a, a very not good movie though. You know, in this day and age, at the time Beetlejuice came out, um, it was a time, you know, the, the late eighties, well, just the eighties and period seventies or eighties. It was a time where you could make wacky, you know, just really out there stories and, big creative stories and do big creative things in movies and and people ate it up whereas nowadays we we don't really see as much of that you will see stuff like that i think in the marvel movies like just recently with guardians of the galaxy you'll you'll see some wacky stuff but you know everybody just kinds of kind of accepts it at this point as being the vibe of guardians of the galaxy or Marvel in general, but you don't really see it from standalone movies. So this could be a movie that not a lot of people, uh, see 
but I think it will be. I think this this will be a popular movie. Um, now the quality of the movie, well, obviously we'll have to see. We'll have to wait till we see it. But I'm excited for this. I think that, um, like I said, I, I think that re- Michael Keaton reprising his role and Winona Ryder and Catherine O'Hara reprising their roles and the addition of the new characters, especially I think Jenny, uh, Jenna Ortega, who right now is just probably one of, if not, I mean, at least the top three most popular movie stars in the world right now. Um, you know, ever since she was in the Wednesday series and the scream, scream six, and she's just riding high right now. So if that continues until this movie is released, then I think you could see a lot more new people come to see this movie that maybe wouldn't have been interested otherwise, because we, sort of live in a day and age where people follow movie stars and they'll see anything that their favorite movie star is in. So it's got a, it's got a good chance. I think it was really smart bringing Jenna Ortega in on this. So we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I'll, you know, anything else that comes out about this, we'll cover it. Um, I don't expect there to be much for a while, you know, specifically because we just got this much news and they're going to start filming this month. This is usually the part of a movie where it's going to go dark for a little while and be silent until, you know, they actually have some footage to show or, you know, if the release date or needs to get moved or anything like that. So, yeah, I'm excited for this. I, I, I You know, I, I I wonder how many other people are, but as much as it's been talked about, I'd be willing to bet this is going to be a really highly anticipated movie across the board. So you're going to hear a lot about this over the next year, a couple of years. So I'm not really sure. Let me see uh, if it's in the article when this is slated to release. Uh, September 6, 2024. So next year. So yeah, over the next year, year and a half, you're going to hear quite a bit about this movie. So um, I won't run the topic into the ground right now, um, but it's a cool bit of news, cool bit of news to learn. All right, guys, let's move into the second half of the show here, and we'll talk a little Halloween. Um, I realize that this is um, the type of franchise that maybe only some of you are fans of, so there may not be as many listeners on this, which is fine, but... You know, again, I enjoy talking about the franchises that I specifically love, and Halloween is one of them. And again, like I mentioned up top, there's not a lot of, well, there's not any news surrounding this franchise right now. We just had Halloween Ends that came out in October of last year. You know, the movie didn't have a ton of hype. I mean, it kind of had that Rise of Skywalker kind of feel where the last movie was so divisive that there just wasn't a lot of chatter about it before it came out. And then, you know, when Halloween Ends came out, it was probably even, I would say, definitely even more divisive than Halloween Kills because of where they went with the story. So it just kind of died off as as a talking point. And they talked a lot about, you know, the, the rights going back from Blumhouse back to the Akkad estate. Obviously, for those of you who don't know, uh, Malek Akkad was sort of the, the father of the Halloween 
you know, series for so many years. He was the one funding these movies and having them made. His son now um, is, I think, now he's the rights have reverted back to him. They're going to make more Halloween movies. Like, I'll just tell you that now. Um, that That's just kind of a given. This is a movie that's kind of in the vein of almost like a Batman, right? It's not as popular as a Batman, but they're just going to make the movies forever because you can make, with this kind of movie specifically, you can make them relatively cheap and turn around and make a huge profit off of them. That is sort of the upside to horror movies making horror movies is that they are very cheaply made and they always make a big profit so with halloween a well-known franchise you get a bonus there because again it's a well-known franchise so you will see michael myers back on screen again or just a halloween franchise in general um the question is and this is what i want to talk about today is what can we do there um, the one thing that I think is out of the, that to me is almost undoubtedly out of the question is doing another sequel to like the storyline that we just got with 2018 kills and ends. Um, I don't think that's an, an option, obviously, you know, number one, because Blumhouse is, not making anymore. And this was Blumhouse and David Gordon Green's trilogy. I don't think you'd ever get David Gordon Green back. Um, you know, he's doing, he's off doing the exorcist thing. And, you know, to be honest, I think he's probably over it, but what kind of movie can we make then? Well, you have options. You can remake it. You can remake the original. It's already been done once. It didn't go super well for Rob Zombie. I know that the first one did well enough to make a sequel, but all in all, I think for Halloween fans, you know, the remake and the sequel to the remake um, in, I believe, 07 and 09 just kind of left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. It was definitely a different kind of Halloween story like definitely different and you know if you haven't ever seen those movies i don't know that i would recommend them um if you're gonna watch them i would just say maybe just watch the first one you know if you want to steer into the second you know rob zombie halloween movie go for it but to me it's one of the worst of the worst ever made in the halloween franchise ever i I think it's just a really bad (laughs) story and uh, it just gets really out there. Um, but, you know, to each his own. I know some people like it. So, you know, again, to each his own. But they could remake it again. Who knows? Um, you could do, you could pick up where Halloween 6 left off. You could pick up where Halloween 4 left off. You could pick up where Halloween Resurrection left off. You could pick up where Halloween... Um, two left i mean there's so many options that you have now i wouldn't recommend doing any of those that i just mentioned just because for me all of those storylines that have since been retconned there's a reason they were retconned right i think the story got ran into the ground i think that it became very uninteresting um for me personally it's similar to halloween ends um and 
let me just stop there for a minute and talk about Halloween ends because this is what sort of got me thinking about doing this this topic on the podcast tonight is I've been thinking a lot about Halloween ends because I saw it, I reviewed it, and then I kind of just put it out of my mind back in October. And the reason for that was I was incredibly, incredibly disappointed with that movie. And I've reviewed it on the channel. You can go back and listen to it back in October. Um, I did a full spoiler review on it. But, yeah, I was just super super disappointed in how that storyline ended. And the biggest reason is because I thought the, the 1978 to 2018 storyline had the opportunity, even after Halloween kills, which was a divisive movie. I thought that it had the opportunity to be the most complete and fulfilling storyline that we've ever gotten in the Halloween series yet. I thought you know, that with 2018, it was a good return to Michael Myers. The movie is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. It has flaws. But I loved the Michael Myers. They really got back to, I think, the essence of the character. Kills, to me, I enjoyed because Michael, it, he was kind of the star of the movie. And they made it about the mystique of Michael. And, you know, is he supernatural? And is is he not supernatural? But he almost, you almost feel like he kind of has to be, but we don't know for sure, which is kind of what the 1978 movie represented, right? You would see Michael standing somewhere, and then the character would look away and look back, and he'd be gone. He gets shot a bunch of times, and he gets up and walks away from it. Is he a man, or is he more than a man? And I thought that 2018, and even Kills, to some degree, t- Kills kind of turned him a little bit more into a tank, especially at the end of the movie. But I thought they did a fairly decent job of just portraying that mystique. You obviously have Lori at the end of that film, you know, waxing poetically about how, you know, he ascends and how he you know he grows strong stronger and but that's not her stating fact that's just her saying what she thinks michael myers is and she's had so much time to think about it um but when ends came out i was like okay this is or when ends was coming out i thought you know this has got the opportunity if they take this back to a smaller story and just have laurie and michael and just end it this has the opportunity to be the most consistent storyline in the in the series and they go off and they you know they make one of the weirdest sequels ever made in the series um and it's kind of the same disease that every other last movie in every other storyline of Michael Myers has had where, you know, they're, they're just doing a character who's got a mystique about him. He's stalking, he's killing. People are trying to find out things about him. And then eventually it just goes off the rails and it spirals into, well, he's just trying to kill off his bloodline because he's got some sort of curse on him or, you know, with Rob Zombie's trilogy, you have or Rob Zombie's two movies, you have, um, you know, he's connected with his mother, and he can talk to his mother after she's dead, and uh, you know, all this, you know, just kind of odd stuff, or even going back to 
like Halloween 4 is like he dies and the evil transfers into the niece and we see that but then in 5 they kind of almost retcon it not really retcon it but they back off of it a little bit um and then or even with Halloween 2 I mean by the end of the movie it's like well you know he was after Lori because she's his sister so it's kind of like they're on the right path and then they cross this line that they cross every single time where it it gets to the point where it's like, okay, now we have to explain Michael. The thing to me is, and again, I've talked about this in, in my review of Halloween ends. The thing to me is once you start explaining the character of Michael Myers, you've taken away so much of the character Michael is not Jason Voorhees. Michael is not Freddy Krueger. Okay, those guys have backstory. We we know why what they are, and we know why they're doing what they're doing. The whole crux of the Michael Myers character is that there is a mystique about him. Is he man? Is he more than a man? What motivates him? Why does he have this absolute? this motivation that nobody can stop or slow him down. You know, is he randomly picking people? You know, there's just so much mystery to the character. And, you know, I like it in the movies when people debate it or like with Loomis in the first movie, you know, saying, you know, you know, there's, you know, he's, he's got evil eyes and the devil's eyes. And, um, you know, he's just talking about how evil Michael is, but not indulging in the conversation enough to where he starts talking about, but here's specifically what Michael is, you know, it's just kind of talking, like I said, even in Halloween kills, when Lori's talking about him, it's not giving absolutes. It's just her almost, um, just giving a her best guess as to what is going on. Now she says it like it's fact, but to me it's more just her trying to explain him because you have to try to find a way to rationalize it in your mind somehow. It's just a human nature, right? But every single storyline that we have now, now that the david gordon green trilogy is done every single one of them spiral into we have to explain michael and i was so hoping that halloween ends wouldn't do it but unfortunately it did and 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 now you know that's not even the biggest really to to me is not even the biggest issue with that movie the biggest issue is is that they took the third movie in a trilogy and made it somebody else's that we've never even met story when that should have been an anthology movie, that should have been a, a, a movie after Halloween ends, if you want to do that kind of thing. I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me. But also, you took the character of Michael and you just showed everything and you explained everything. You know, he's, he's after people because, you know, killing people gives him this power and, like, almost... Um, I don't want to say that he's invincible, but basically almost makes him invincible. And, um, he's super weak when he's not killing people. And he's so weak that this kid can just walk into his cave where he's staying and basically beat him up and take his mask. And 
at the end of the movie, I mean, he's easily overpowered by Lori. We see him throw, thrown into a grinder, which we just should have never seen. You should never see Michael Myers in a vulnerable position. Not not that vulnerable, anyway. Um, but they did all of that. And for me, as much as I hate it, as much as I hate it, it really just puts a damper on... Halloween 2018 and Kills for me. Now, I still enjoy those movies. I'm still going to watch them. Probably I'll add them to my regular rotation every year around Halloween where I get to watching a lot of these movies. Um, But it just kind of puts a damper on it. It's kind of the same thing now with Halloween you know, 2 or Halloween 4. Both movies I like, but at the end of the day... I can't watch 4 without thinking about where it goes. I can't help watching 2 without thinking about where it goes. And that just kind of puts a little bit of a damper on it. And for and like I said for David Gordon Green's trilogy, that's just almost I don't want to say heartbreaking cuz that seems like too strong a word, but it's just it's disappointing. It's super disappointing that that's where for for me this is just my opinion my perspective again i know that movie has its fans but we just explained too much of michael myers we showed too much we weakened him too much we didn't give him the proper send off that i thought he should have gotten we just didn't in my opinion so where can they go now because they're going to go somewhere well, I've got some ideas. Number one, I think I think you could, and I, I don't know if they'll do this, but I think you could go back to the 78 movie and make another sequel to it without Lori. Um, now, I think it would be a while before they would do this for obvious reasons, and it would have to be, like I said, without Lori again for obvious reasons. Jamie Lee Curtis, I think she's done. She's definitely done, right? She's played this character. Um, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven times now. I, I think she's just done, and, and I don't blame her. I think that maybe part of the reason why we went to where we went to in the David Gordon Green trilogy was probably because of Jamie Lee Curtis as well. I know she has different a, a different vision on the Halloween story than probably a lot of Halloween fans have, and I think she had a lot of say, and I think that that maybe is the reason why it took it down the path it went down, and I hate that, but... Um, I think she is also, she's just definitely done with the character. You could do that. I don't know if they'll do that. I I, I kind of almost doubt they'll do that because here's the thing as well. The mystique of the character of Michael, you're going to lose it if you keep doing stuff like that because the reality is, is that in 2018, like those sequels, the David Gordon Green trilogy, I could buy that Michael maybe if he's got that kind of motivation and maybe if he does have a little bit of a um uh you know supernatural element to him maybe as a a 65 70 year old man he can do what he does 
But as you keep going farther down the line as the years go on, I mean, you're talking about like an 80-plus, 90-plus-year-old Michael Myers, it's going to start to lose. At that point, he's basically going to just become Jason Voorhees, right? And then there's just no point in doing that. We already have a Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers is supposed to be different. Um, So your time limit on doing a direct sequel to the 78 is kind of running out or has already ran out. Um, again, I think that the, the 2018 trilogy was fine in that regards, but as, as we keep going down the line, you, again, you sort of start to lose that capability in my opinion. So I don't know that that's a feasible option, right? Um, like I said, you could do a remake and I almost, feel like at some point somebody will try to make another remake um right off the top i'm not going to be a big fan of the idea of that now i will give the movie a fair shot like i would any other movie but just the concept of it i'm not a big fan of um you could wipe away all the sequels and start in say like 1985 and just do a sequel set in you know that year and Again, do it without Laurie, but just maybe a Michael Myers sort of anthology kind of movie. You could do that. You could do a television show without Michael Myers where you just have Halloween-related stories about like evil and the shape of evil and um, kind of how they probably should have finished out the 2018 trilogy, how evil doesn't die, it just takes a different shape, Right? To me, that's a viable option. That's something you could do. And I think that that's something that could be popular. Now, obviously, like I said, it would probably be without Michael Myers. Which, to me, at this point, do I want to see Michael Myers back on the big screen again? Sure. Yes, I do. Because I love the story and I love the character. And that's just me as a fan you can call it me a selfish fan sure but seeing michael again in the 2018 movie and in kills and hearing that john carpenter score and just getting back into haddonfield with michael there and Lori there i mean that was just it was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was like seeing The Force Awakens for the first time. It was like seeing Ghostbusters Afterlife for the first time. Um, it's going to be like seeing Michael Keaton back as Batman. I mean, it's just, I know that it's nostalgia and people just harp on nostalgia. But to me, if you are somebody who just harps on nostalgia and you complain about it, you're probably just haven't had anything come out yet that's going to make you nostalgic because nostalgia is something that's not baseless it's not something that's uh should be a negative thing nostalgia works really well if it's done right and i think a lot of things have done it right and i think some things have done it wrong but there was just something about seeing that character again that was just so awesome and part of me really wants to have that feeling again so Yes, for my own selfish reasons as a, a pure Halloween fan, um, I would love to see Michael again. But at the same time, I think that the character may have a shelf, shelf life like anybody else. 
and so you you just may not be able to do it in a way that's interesting and in a, in a way that gets people on board to see it. So something like an anthology sort of television series may be the way to go, kind of like Halloween 3, which for me is a good movie that I enjoy. It's not, you know, I think it came out at the wrong time. I think they called it the wrong. I don't think they should have ever called it Halloween 3. I think they should have just called it Season of the Witch and moved on about their day. But, yeah, I'm... I would be down for that. It would be something I would be excited for. A little Netflix series, you know, Halloween, the Halloween anthologies just give me different stories um, kind of set in the same universe. I mean, that would be cool. You know, I would be very interested in that. But in reality, I know that if you know anything about the Akkad estate, I know that they also love the character of Michael, so I think he's going to be brought back in some way right and i'm not saying brought back like from halloween ends i think that storyline's done um but i don't really know i don't know what they will do it's just kind of speculation i don't know how long it will be until they decide to do something i would say you wouldn't hear anything about it until maybe like after 2025 or maybe in 2025 or even much later than that i think that I think that it's got to rest. Um, I know that's not popular a popular choice for the studio because obviously they want to make money. But um, right now I just think that there's... Halloween has kind of had its time. It's, it's, it, was, it was in the public eye. Now it's out of the public eye. And I think that people are focused on other things. I know that a lot of people want another Nightmare on Elm Street. I know that a lot of people want another Friday the 13th. Um, you've had other horror franchises that have had or are currently being worked on for sort of legacy sequels or whatever TV shows. I mean, you look at like the, the Chucky series or, um, you know, like I said, David Gordon Green's making, uh, I believe a show about the exorcist. Um, or it may be movies, I'm not sure. But, I mean, you look at Scream. I mean, so there's 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 other things that are taking up the public eye right now. So I think Halloween's just going to have to lay low for a while. But, like I said, I would be super, super interested in seeing the character return. It's just all about how you do it. Um, and... Can they do it successfully? Yeah, I think there's a path to do it successfully. But I think it's going to have to be treated with kid gloves. I think you're going to have to get somebody in there who is interested in making good a good Halloween movie or a good Halloween TV show. Not somebody who just wants to take the idea of the original Halloween and do their own creative spin on it, right? And I know that that sounds bad. That sounds like a negative thing to say. But at the end of the day, I think that's what ends up happening a lot of times with franchise movies is where they take the concepts of what the, what the general sort of vibe of the the movie is supposed to be what the general storyline is is supposed to be consistent with 
they take that and they use that as a playground to do their own creative stories in. And that just doesn't work a lot of the times because you have to be consistent with what people know and with what people love. Now, that doesn't mean you can't take risks. A lot of time risks turn out to, to be good things and do well and be creative and, you know, people love it. But a lot of times they don't work because, again, people perceive it as you just taking over um, a movie from a franchise and just using it as a way to um, make your own kind of movie that really has nothing to do with the concept of the franchise to begin with. I'm not going to name names or point anybody out on that, but you probably can think of in your mind at least some movies like that. And for me, that's kind of where some of my favorite franchises where they've went to. And so I think that if you do decide if, and, and again, they're going to make more Halloween stuff, but if you, when they do that, if you take somebody who cares about the 1978 movie and who cares about that storyline and the essence of the characters, specifically Michael and what the movie's intention was what what it was trying to portray and you treat that with kid gloves and try to just add on to that storyline by creating your your own movie or own tv show i think that it can be done well um, i do think there's a path but we will see we will see it comes down to how much respect is given to the to the franchise and to the characters to me that that's what it comes down to how much respect do you have for it are you just trying to make money you're just trying to do a cash grab or are you respectfully handling the franchise and looking to tell interesting stories within the narratives of that franchise and so um We'll see what they decide to do. And obviously, if anything is ever announced, I will cover it on here. Again, I don't expect anything for a while, but that's always subject to change. So, all right, guys, that's about all I had to talk about today. Just something I wanted to get into discussion on, something that was on my mind. Again, go check out our socials. Go check out our YouTube channel. Um, and you know, make sure that you're keeping up with everything that we're talking about and everything that we're releasing every single week. This has been, uh, ticket stubs and cassette tapes, and we'll see you next time.